Hello, this is Daniel Mounter with episode 11 of season 6 of the podcast Englishman in Montreal. This episode is the first of two where I'm looking at what I like to call my break in the country, which is also my last EB system run job. Now the workplace was a family farm. It was a rented piece of farmland in Lincolnshire and the farm had been run by three generations of the same family from very early days of the local EB system. The business was run off the farm from the actual farmyard and buildings um, although strictly when I joined them it couldn't be said that they were um, farmers as much as second-hand machinery dealers and suppliers of various other products which I might mention a little bit. Traditionally they'd kept um, normal arable crops like wheat and oilseed rape and from the beginning sheep as well which is kind of unusual. Now the farm was well known especially amongst the EB followers for several reasons. Um, those people didn't have many permitted activities for free time, especially Saturdays, and they couldn't keep pets, so the farm was a really interesting destination for the livestock when they had sheep there. The sheep were quite a major undertaking for somebody in the EB system, especially during lambing season when they're obliged to be on site a lot of the time and would have to forego EB meetings, which was the eventual reason I think they stopped keeping sheep altogether. Also there was virtually no money in it on the scale they used to do it. But it was a popular destination on Saturdays, especially in the spring and summer, when quite large flocks of EBs would go out there to watch the lambing process. Also, it turned into something of a junkyard for um, EB followers' battered and well-used old cars. <clears throat> it was, a, in a sense, it was a graveyard for them, where they would send them when they couldn't safely be driven on the road anymore. And on the farm, they'd be driven into the ground or driven ridiculously dangerously. And that was quite a lot of fun for a culture that didn't really allow any kind of spectator motorsport, least of all stock car racing. In fact, one of the um, the second generation partners was nicknamed Wrecker because he used to like trashing some of the old wrecks of cars that were there by driving them backwards until the engines blew up or driving over them with a the tractor. It was also popular among the EB followers because it was... Um, a handy place that was permitted to them to have a picnic especially while they're so-called helping with the harvest or at lambing time and last but not least it was handy for those who wanted to have an illicit premarital affair well concealed in the surrounding estate in fact um, I think some families used to meet up from different localities Specifically so that could happen, and it got quite a reputation like that.
but mostly I was happy to go there because it uh, involved a lot of outdoors work and a lot of uh, working with my hands. I quickly got into the fun of learning and using new machines like driving tractors, combine harvesters, telescopic handlers and even a gas forklift truck. We also sold a lot of um, products though like attachments for loading machines and a lot of different types of straps and chains for lifting and load securing. So I had a reasonably small product line to get used to and integration into that side of things was very quick. Um, the actual farming when the time I joined was contracted out so the contractors visiting used to do all of the field work apart from the very rare occasion when I get to test a tractor or a, for example a plow in the field. Generally the task consisted of bringing in second-hand machines and making them look as good as new or just simply cleaning them and then putting them on display. Um, like with almost all of the EB system businesses I didn't get much official training but the third generation which was my generation the two um, the two employee fam employer family were very good at teaching me really important skills and their techniques were very good they they showed me how to weld to spray paint how to pressure clean and sandblast in addition to all the stuff I already knew from working with mechanical components and that was important because I felt I learned a lot more listening to and watching them and then being supervised for the first few times I did a task and I really loved several aspects of the beginning years there the main thing about working on a farm is there's not that many people that there to bother you for a start it's not like a constant flow to a trade counter or a store or a non-stop flow of telephone calls apart from the employees um, there's little or no contact with anyone apart from the delivery drivers and sometimes a few customers who called in person and inevitably occasional EB families would drop in and get in our way during the working week <clears throat> but by and large it was a somewhat isolated position there Another thing I really loved was the countryside. It's um, not only amazing driving through that beautiful England, Lincolnshire countryside on a relatively short commute, but it's um, surrounded by a titled estate. So a lot of the uh, a lot of the grounds and the nearby castle were accessible on foot. So working on the farm even in albeit in a porter cabin I was surrounded by woodland streams a quarry farmland and um, even a historic castle with beautifully landscaped grounds around it and the other thing was it was down a dead end so it was more or less only to visit the farm where I was working or another farm further down the road that you would see any traffic at all that really led to the uh, the feeling of isolation but also of quietness which I've not really been able to experience in anything except the very first job I did working with my dad
I liked also that the jobs were hard work, but a lot of fun. There's a lot of things that um, you could never tire of. The the feeling of using um, oxyacetylene gas to cut through thick steel or work with really heavy pieces of metal and precision components or be able to turn pretty much scrap metal and junk into something very useful or very hard wearing and during the time I learned welding I made several creations out of what was essentially scrap metal even turning a propane cylinder into a really good stove for my workshop and one of the really appealing things I guess it could be likened to the pimple popping videos that a lot of people are addicted to was um, pressure washing off um, years of grease and mud using high pressure steam off a piece of metal that looked like it came off the Titanic and then revealing a cleaner than new looking implement underneath or um, another thing I really enjoyed was spending even seven hours inside a spacesuit which was isolated from the outside but had um, air pumped into it at about 40 degrees C in full sunlight while I was blasting all the paint off a plow and after a session inside that suit I'd emerge anything up to 10 pounds lighter than I went into it and that was a great deal of fun especially when turning one of those um, battered old implements that could have been bought for a few hundred pounds into a sleek newly painted thing which could sell for anything upwards of 10,000 it's also a lot of fun driving around the massive um, tractors and diggers and even a caterpillar tractor learning to park up these impossibly huge um, implements and to organize pulleys and chains to lift things that look impossibly heavy that was a very enjoyable aspect of it because it was almost like you were being paid to to play although of course there was a serious aspect to it and also the characters I worked with were very much larger than life including the middle generation the boss was relatively normal but his brother who was the one who wanted to keep on the sheep was very much um, a product of inbreeding because his parents, the founders of the farm, were quite closely related and he turned out, let's say to be fair, special. He used to do all kinds of uh, very bizarre things and always have a laugh. He was also the subject of a lot of, a lot of pranks, some of which were practical jokes and they were very funny, especially as he grasped the joke. So working with those people was actually quite an experience in itself and I enjoyed being able to dress up in overalls and not have to worry about cramming myself into uh, EB regulation formal clothing it made a huge difference and it helped to separate the work from other life at the same time another thing I really liked though was that almost all the training was on the job there was no exams to anticipate that would be conditional to me continuing in the job I just had to show that I could do a task successfully and safely and 
picked up a lot of things as I do best by watching other people doing or by doing it myself in a controlled environment. So by and large, um, my first experiences working in this place were really positive and I think if I'd not made a break from the EB system I would possibly even still be working in that job just because of the the sheer pleasure I had working for these people added to all of the um, the pleasures of the job they were fairly relaxed in terms of EB standards and easy to get on with very generous people so that um, that tipped the balance very heavily in view of staying in the EB system. But the beginning of the end had already started before I started with them. And when I moved to Stanford, which was much nearer, I could commute alone, except when I had to give lifts to a pain in the ass who I had to work with for a while. And in Stanford was the first time I got online independently by having my own internet connection as it was my house and I paid all the bills so I um, spent a lot of time online and less and less progressively attending the EB meetings and although the family I was working for did challenge me because I appeared at work faithfully but not the EB meetings the pressure wasn't the same as in my first EB job where I'd be hauled over the coals at work and at the meetings if my attendance dropped off. Um, another thing which I felt uncomfortable with was the leader of the EB system pressured me strongly into moving into a sales orientated job and although I did get appointed as a marketing person I never really grasped the um, the selling of the machinery side of things simply because I lacked the the actual acumen to to sell in that kind of environment and while I was technically very competent on the machines and could advise the right size of disc to put on a specific disc harrow or what type of oil to put in a tractor hydraulics I wasn't really the type who could negotiate the sale of a $60,000 tractor to be exported to Denmark, for example. And that, um, that somewhat discouraged me because it took me away from the side I enjoyed more, which was doing the, um, the stock control and the actual renovation and restoration of items. Again, this is a very, very textbook example of EB system leadership pushing people away from working with their hands or things that they can become talented at and into selling which generates more revenue especially for the business assisting networks that have been set up by the EB system and that really moves on into the next episode which is um, wrapping up the last employment of my career working with or for followers of the EB system. The actual transition, the difficult transition to the real world of work is going to be taking place in part two of season six. For those that are still with me after this long series of somewhat smaller episodes, I'm very thankful. 
and if you have any suggestions please keep them coming I'm always grateful for feedback and I cannot promise to incorporate all of it uh, some things are just not practical but I'm always extremely grateful to have your opinion on this and any of the preceding episodes so this has been Daniel Mounter from the podcast Englishman in Montreal with episode 11 from season 6 thank you for listening